I know that many of you are brokenhearted because you have families that have this lifestyle. Sons, daughters. But one thing we don't want you to do is go down and preach to them and condemn them. Love them and pray for them. But God also desires that we don't compromise. That there's a line being drawn in my life and in their life. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us for our continuing study of the Bible's teachings on marriage. On today's program, Raul will outline the clear parameters God firmly established for spouses in the Garden of Eden and will contrast them with the world's radically shifting views. We'll see how to fully embrace God's perfect, unchanging design for marriage, not giving in to the widespread pressure to adopt an anything-goes outlook. Here's Raul Reese now in Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 18, with the lesson, Same-Sex Marriage. We're living in a time that uh, there's no shame, and we're not here to accuse anybody or to judge anybody or condemn anybody. Everybody has a will to make decisions. But then when it comes to the Word of God, we have to make a decision to draw the lines in the things that are being done in our country, in things that are going on in our country, and probably in the whole world now. Things that used to be secret, they're no longer secret, they're open closets. And it's going to affect every one of us. It's going to affect the church, it's going to affect where you work, it's going to affect where you exercise, it's going to affect anywhere you go, it's going to affect everybody. And it's not just talking about a man and a man, woman with woman. Because the Bible speaks about every type of sin that any one of us would commit. So this is America, the land of the free. But I think that we have stepped over the line. And I think that as a country, as a nation, there are going to be lines that are going to have to be drawn by the church. We have to. We're going to be judged one day. And a lot of people don't believe that, but they will find out that one day we will be judged. And when we go back to the book of Genesis, in chapter 2, verses 18 to 25, we begin to see that at the beginning, this is what God had made. A male and a female. That was the first marriage. And the Lord God said... It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air. He brought them to Adam and see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, the birds of the air, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Something was missing in the life of Adam. He says, and the Lord, God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. 
And then the rib which God had taken from man, he made it into a woman. Notice that, a woman. Man and woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is not bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Isha, woman, because she was taken out of Ish, man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, shall be glued unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Now when we look at our society today, or the world today, I really believe in the grace of God. I really do, because every one of us has experienced the grace of God. But when you look at our nation, that they can take the liberty to do whatever they want to do against each one of us individually. We need to be careful as a church. We need to be careful as believers. Who are we going to serve? Because it seems that people in the world not only have been blinded by Satan, but we are truly blind today. The Bible is very clear in what it teaches. Does the Bible warn about something that is evil? Yes, it does. Now, what does the Bible teach about homosexuals and lesbian marriages? What I'm going to teach this morning is not picking on some people, okay? It's not that. I'm going to give you a biblical Study on what God says, not what I say, not what anybody else believes. I don't really care. I care what God says in His Word, bottom line. And what does the Bible teach about homosexuality? In Genesis chapter 9, we all know chapter 19 of Genesis. In verse 1 through 11, this is what it says. And then in the evening, two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there. And when he saw them, he stood up and met them. And then he welcomed them and bowed his face to the ground and said, My lords, he said, come to my home and wash your feet and be my guest for night. You may get up early in the morning and be on your way again. They said, oh no. They replied, we'll just spend the night out here in the city square. And then all of a sudden it clicks. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, completed with a fresh bread made without yeast. And they ate before they retired for the night. All the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, young and old, came out of the city, surrounded the house. And they shouted to Lot, where are the men who came in to spend the night with you? The whole community of the homosexual community comes out now. And they come to the door. Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so that we can sexually know them. Sexually know them. And so Lot stepped outside and talked to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, I beg you, don't do such wicked thing. Now, what was he doing in Sodom and Gomorrah as a Christian? If he was a believer, why would he be in Sodom and Gomorrah playing with fire? He thought he could defend these angels that came into his house. To the point, look what it says, to the point, it says, do not do such thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. He's willing to give up his daughters. Let me bring them out to you. And you can do with them as you wish. 
that please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. They said, stand back. Now the aggression comes. Stand back by the minority. They shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider, and now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. They lunged towards Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled out into the house, and bolted the door. And then they blinded all these men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they did not give up trying. Notice they continued to look for the door. Continued to look for the door. They did not care if they were blind. They were so aggressive. Okay, now let's look at Leviticus. You don't have, just write down the scriptures. Leviticus 18.22. As we're writing the law of God. He says, do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man or another woman. It's detestable sin. It's a very heavy sin. Leviticus 20.13 says, if a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man and with a woman, he says, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of capital punishment. Not today. That was God's law in the Old Testament. Romans 1, 18, 32. We've been doing Romans, remember, a couple months ago. He says in verse 18, what do they say? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who are suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. Let me read. But God showed his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark, confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious and every living God, they worshiped the idols made to look just like them. Birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever the shameful thing they wanted to do in their hearts. As a result, they did vile, degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things, notice the things God created, instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise, so be it. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against natural way to have sex instead indulging in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with a woman, burned love with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, God abandoned them. For their foolish thinking. And let them do the things that they should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Sin. Now he's going to mention all sins. Greed. Hate. Envy. Murder. Quarreling. Deception. Malicious. Behavior. Gossip. They are backbiters. Haters of God. Insolent. Proud. Boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, they break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. 
They know God's justice required to those who do such things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do the same. Heavy. This is the word of the Lord, not my word. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, our goal is to help you ground yourself in God's unchanging Word and walk every day in His perfect will. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also download our app for a wealth of Bible-based resources. Let's continue now with the conclusion of our lesson, Same-Sex Marriage, from the book of Genesis. I know that many of you are brokenhearted because you have families that have this lifestyle. Sons, daughters, very hard to accept. But one thing we don't want you to do is go down and preach to them and condemn them. Love them and pray for them. That's what God desires. But God also desires that we don't compromise. That we do not compromise. That there's a line being drawn in my life and in their life. You see, God's love goes out to anybody. He said in John 3, 16, You know that for God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son. And here it is, Whoever believed in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then I thought of Peter, 2 Peter 3, 9, where Peter says, The Lord is not slow fulfilling His promise, as sense of which some men speak slowlessness. But He bears patiently with you His desire being that no one should ever perish but that all should come to repentance. That's the key. Repentance. That is the only way God can accept you. True repentance. Making a 180 dig turn. Going away from your sin. Heading to the cross of Jesus Christ. God established marriage. God established a single person to wait upon God to bring that woman to him. Girlfriend, boyfriend relationship and get engaged, notice, and then get married. But never, ever, ever committing immorality. In that relationship, if it's a sexual relationship, it won't work. It's called fornication. And when a person gets married, you have a wife, now you have a husband. You love each other. You have an intimate relationship with each other. Your children watch you. Their children are watching every single move you make. And then sometimes people will come to me. You'll find that, well, my son, my daughter came to me and said that she's a lesbian. That he's a homosexual. What do I do? You love them and you pray for them. That's what you do. But you don't allow sin in your home. I will love you, I will pray for you, but I will not cross the lines. I will stand in holiness. We have a responsibility to warn people that are willing to listen. Jesus in Matthew twenty four thirty seven, in warning, he said, But as in the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man before, as in the days of Noah before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. The judgment is coming. Don't worry about that. It's coming. One day, every knee shall bow. 
every time shall confess. And then the authority of God's word in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in a day and night. That you may have served to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your path prosperous. And then you will have good success. Now what are the consequences of sowing and reaping? Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Listen what it says. Do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. God's not being mocked. For whatever a man sows, that also he'll reap. For he who sows to the flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Of faith. Where is the fear of God today? There is no fear. Proverbs 1.7 says, Solomon, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. They despise God and they despise his word. They want nothing to do with it. The problem of rejecting the truth of God. Remember the book of Judges, if you've ever read it? It says that everybody did what was right in their own eyes. It starts in chapter 2, verse 11, where it says that when that generation died, there was another generation that did not know the Lord, but they worshiped every God in the land. From that point on, Israel went downhill through the Old Testament. That was the end of that. That's where we are today. We're on our way down big time. This is what it says in Judges 21-25. In those days there was no king in Israel. And then everybody did what was right in his own eyes. They didn't listen to God and they had no king. God help us to do what's right in obeying God's word. Now, on the positive side, let's look at marriage between a man and a woman, which is biblical. First of all, it was instituted by God, not by man, by God. As we read in Genesis chapter 2, 18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground, the Lord God from every beast of the field, every bird of the air, brought them to Adam the head of the home, and see what he would call them, and whatever Adam gave to each living creature the name. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. But for Adam was not found a helper compared to him until God put him into a deep sea. And what did he do? He took a rib and created a woman, Isha. Adam and Eve, husband and wife. And then Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable among all. And the bed undefiled. And how about marriage being a permanent bond? Matthew 19, 6, Jesus said, So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate, male, female. And then it's an intimate bond between a man and a woman. Matthew 19, 5, and said, For this reason men shall leave his mother and father, and shall be glued unto his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And that happens when you have an intimate moment together. One flesh. 
Think about that. And when he talks about marriage, like Paul the Apostle says here, marriage is only dissolved by death. In Romans 7, 2, he says, For the woman has, who has a husband is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. And Paul says, in the Lord only. How about Solomon? Gives us the greatest scripture concerning a husband and a wife. In chapter 5 of Proverbs, verse 15, he says, Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well, which means don't commit adultery. Be satisfied with your wife. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad? Streams of water in the streets? Let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving dear and a gracious doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times. And always be in rapture with her love. And then how about Paul the Apostle in Ephesians? In chapter 5 verse 1 he says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. And then he jumps over to verse 28 of chapter 5. He says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. So you see the whole, all the way through the Old Testament and New Testament is he and she, he and she. And at the same time, if you're not in that area of being a homosexual or lesbian, that's cool. But then you have other sins in your life that you need to deal with. Because it's not those that are gay, male with male, female with female. It's the body of Christ. We're educating you. We're letting you know what's right and what's wrong. And when you leave here, you can do whatever you want to do. You don't have to take the counsel. You deal with your life. I deal with my life. I'm just being an errand boy to you this morning. To bring to you the word of the Lord. It's good to be reminded that as Christians, we're called to honor and obey God's Word, even when doing so goes against what's promoted in our society. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear this program again, just call us at 800-634-9165, and for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send you the complete version of the message, Same-Sex Marriage. Now, to guide you in standing firm within God's parameters for marriage while still showing compassion for those outside His will, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' entire study on an MP3 thumb drive. This 20-part series includes a bonus interview with Rawls and his wife Sharon. As you explore the Lord's design for marriage and His unique roles for husbands and wives, you'll see that the world's view of marriage is shifting, but God's remains unchanged. To order Rawls' 20-part marriage series featuring his joint interview with Sharon, visit SomebodyLivesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your thumb drive for a gift of $30 or more. Once again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, 
Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also invite you to enjoy our many free resources. Join Rolf for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. It's a Q&A program that offers timely biblical guidance for a God-honoring life. And to review any of these programs or listen to one you've missed, download them as a podcast when you visit iTunes or Spotify. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for partnering with us. Your donations are a great blessing, and every gift is tax-deductible. Join us next time as we return to the pages of God's Word for a verse-by-verse study that will enable us to walk faithfully with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now with a final comment, here's Rawl. Wouldn't that be sad that one Sunday morning we come here and you're coming up to the door and it says, Ichabod, the glory has departed. And it will if the church doesn't make a stand. Stand for holiness Sin for righteousness. And draw the lines in the sand. For me and my house, we're going to worship the Lord. We don't really care what you're going to do. That's your life. And then I began to pray for you, and to pray for you, and to pray for you, and pray that the Holy Spirit will convict you, and that He will bring you into the kingdom of God to give eternal life. But the sadness on the other side So how many are going to go to hell because of their sin? Their sin was more important, their lust was more important than denying themselves and repenting and coming to Christ. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.